The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No one is, 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 is more locked From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, welcome in. Another edition of First and Pod as we are wrapping up Bucks and Chiefs. Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Subscribe, rate, review. Every team that played today, we will hit on, beginning with Sunday Night Football. And uh, Chiefs offense looks pretty damn good. Shocking, I know. Right, Pony? Well, they're doing it without Tyreek Hill, and they did it against the best defense in the NFL to this point. So it was not a good night for the defense wins championships crowd who like to think that, you know, that's what you need to win Super Bowls because it was embarrassing from a Tampa defensive standpoint. And, uh, you know, I, I just watched that. And I, again, I just look at Brady's facial expressions and I just ask myself, why is he doing this? What's the point? You don't think he enjoys throwing those touchdown passes to Mike Evans? You think he's still losing the argument with Giselle? Well, I, I just look at him and it's third and 26 and he dumps the ball off for like five yards. Yeah. I mean, the NFC's wide open, man. He's he's a competitionaholic. He believes that he can still win this thing. And there's like a few games, there's like one or two games a year, it feels like, where Andy Reid treats a regular season game like a playoff game. And he dials up the real special red zone plays and he does the things that you've never seen and the direct snap to the center who is, or the, the, the tight end, tight end. The, the second tight end in motion, like just like just weird little things. And then obviously like Mahomes was magnificent. It was, it was just one of those games for the chiefs offense where it felt like no one in the NFL would beat them today. The bills wouldn't beat them. The, the bucks wouldn't beat them. The Packers wouldn't beat him. Like whoever you think the best team in the NFL is, if you got this offensive effort from the Chiefs, their best offensively is still better than anyone else's best. But well, why didn't Tampa Bay match that? Do they get a Hurricane Ian pass? Do they get a, their lives got turned upside down this week? There were things no, bigger than I mean, football. I mean, they scored thirty plus. They didn't have a bad offensive game. They got boat raced. Yeah, but I don't uh, see. I look at most of their points in this game as cosmetic. I look at most of the things they did offensively as you're down double digits and the other teams basically trading yards uh, for clock. There were no real big plays. They would just, you know, methodically work the ball downfield and eventually it would lead in points, but it would take a lot of time off the clock. I mean, Kansas City was the game was never in doubt. No, it was no, no, not, not, never in doubt. And Evans was the only th- 
threat of a dynamic playmaker that Tampa had. Everything yeah, else Fournette helped. got benched. Godwin got hurt again. Yeah. Jones was a non-factor. Brait left the game in concussion protocol. I mean, that that to me, regardless of how many points they scored, is not a good night. And Brady still doesn't look right to me. No, he doesn't. He doesn't look right at all. Uh, the you said like the best defense in the league. That was earned, right? I mean, Green Bay, Dallas, and New Orleans. Yeah, coming coming in like it was it was pretty legit. So I guess I come away thinking that this is more about the Chiefs' offense doing that to the best defense in their home stadium than I do necessarily being overly concerned about the Bucks offense that was getting all their skill position guys back. And then you mentioned got hurt again and just got, we're just playing with a huge deficit the whole game. So I will see if Tampa's offense clicks in, but I, I think that the chiefs, the chiefs offense clearly has, and if they have a running game, like if Clyde Edwards, Alaire actually plays like a first round pick, then that's just a dimension that they haven't had throughout this run uh, of dominance. So that gives them some. Everyone's talking about them without Tyreek Hill, but if they also if they now have a running back who's a viable threat, I think that I actually them. think Pacheco looks better. He runs I feel like harder. every time he gets the ball, it's like a nine yard gain. So I would play him actually, even though Alara has a cool face mask. I do like that. Well, and, just, I did, and Andy Reid in the screen game, man, like they drafted him to be a pass catcher, and and he looks he look he finally looks comfortable to me in the in the passing attack for them. So. Yeah, I mean, help play both of them. Like the, the that eighty-eight, what's that dude's name who caught the touchdown against Arizona and then caught the one today too? That guy's huge. Oh yeah, his last name begins with F. Is it Fortson? Fortson. Yeah. Like, who the hell is that guy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that guy looks like I was like, wait, is that the, is that the best like most physically imposing person in the NFL? Oh no, he's got two catches and they're just both touchdowns because it's Pat Mahomes throwing to him. It's ridiculous. How'd you do today, by the way, at the window? How'd you do? Okay. I mean, I, I had I had Baltimore, so I won that game by a half point. Thank you for not letting, for falling for it. Buffalo, Baltimore wanted them to score, and they didn't, and they kicked the field goal to win by three. I got it at three and a half on Baltimore, so it was a half point win. I had the Jets, so that helped. I bet I faded the Steelers, faded the hell out of them. Oh, good for you. Uh, yeah, and then uh, and then I lost the game tonight. How about you? Did okay. It was nice to have like an easy one. I was I was big on o- the over in the Lions game. So oh that, my god, yeah. So that was fun. That's a rocking chair play. Yeah, it was, it was just like those, those never happen. Like everything else, like you know, just comes out on like the the razor thin edge of, of the NFL. But it was fun to be on like the right side of the easiest total uh, on the board. Let's let's start going through these games here. Pa- Packers Patriots. Um do you think like it was obviously a struggle, but I've said definitively that the Packers are the best team in the NFC. Did you see enough struggle there where I should be downgrading that opinion? Yeah, because the line was 10 and they barely won the game. They needed all 10 minutes of overtime to do it. And, you know, I think the, the, the teams in the NFC get this benefit of the doubt because they've either done it before in Tampa's case or in Green Bay's case, they've got the back-to-back uh, MVP winner. But as long as Philadelphia keeps winning, I don't think we should grade those established teams on a curve. So that wasn't good enough. Hoyer goes down. Zappy's in there. Uh, Rodgers was awful for 30 minutes. He throws a pick six. He did not have a good game. I told you that he just gets jittery. In games like this, I just think he tries to go out and prove and show to Belichick that he's the greatest quarterback of all time. And I think it gets in his head. He tries to be too cute and too perfect. And as far as New England goes on the other side of things, Danny, that if you're Bailey Zappi, that's the perfect situation for you. Because this is like the one coach in the league where if you actually play well, he'll let you keep playing and he'll bench the first round quarterback and he won't put him back in. I think 99% of coaches would be like, all right, when Jones is ready, he'll play again. But I don't think Belichick works that way. I could see Zappi riding that gig and keeping the job the rest of the year if he plays well. I mean, he's going to have to play well. He's he, he, he just be better than Mac Jones. Right. Well, he, but he, he didn't do enough today to make me believe that that's going to happen. Yeah, but I will say the moment didn't seem too big for him at Lambeau against Aaron Rodgers. He didn't crap himself. No, that, 
not not at all. His college numbers are insane. Look like a creative player in a video game. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, the kid came out there and and I agree. He he looked comfortable, but I think we're a long way away from from the benching Mac Jones thing. I I guess I just looked at Rodgers today. That's his second career pick six at home. That's crazy. Guys in his late 30s. You know, it he had four completions in the first half. Yep. And I, I know I know you called the jittery game for him. So, so you weren't surprised, but that's just that's such an outlier performance by him. And you know, Dobbs and Watson, like they they had moments, the rookie wide receivers, but both of them also had mistakes. And then on the drive where they got him to field goal range. He had the one to Dobbs where it was just like a snap and throw, like super easy. But every other pass on that drive was to Cobb or Lazard. Like he was still just going to the veterans when when he needed it. And they're obviously not difference-making separation players. I just feel like over like all he needs to do is get one guy either on the team or a trade or a signing from someone on the street. He just needs someone to be dynamic in the passing game. And then that offense, I think, is going to be borderline unstoppable. I don't think they'll do Beckham. I think that Rodgers would want it, but I don't think the organization will do it. I think there's a better chance that if Godwin's out for an extended period of time, Brady gets an OBJ's DMs and he ends up latching on there. That would be frustrating to me if I'm Aaron Rodgers. Did you see the embrace between him and Belichick at the end of the game, Danny? They Did you see the other. very long hug? It was an extended hug. If it was like a farewell hug, like we're not going to, this is probably the last time we're going to see each other thing. Who do you think retires first, Belichick or Rogers? I think Rogers retires. Really? Holy cow. Yeah. Dude, Belichick, what's Belichick going to do? Sit on his boat? Sit courtside at Celtics games? Well, I I just wonder if Kraft is going to at some point be like, I know you won me six championships, but come on. Let's go. What's next? What are we doing here? Rodgers Rodgers has two more years. Belichick has more than that. Right, Rodgers signed the four-year deal. My guess is he retires. Belichick's trying to catch Shula. Yeah, exactly. Like Belichick's like Andy Reid. He's going to he's going to do it until he until he can't, you know, until he can't walk anymore. He'll be there with a crane or a scooter or a walker or whatever he needs to be. He's he's not going anywhere. He he wants to catch Brady. He want he uh, wants his he wants his one without Brady. All right, time for you to crow. Yep, your boy Kenny Pickett gets into the game. We'll talk Zach Wilson as well. But did it live up to your wildest borderline erotic fantasies to see him play an NFL game at home? Well, I mean, it does, but at the same time, you know, it, I'm asking myself why it didn't happen from the very beginning and what could have been for them. You know, the stat line doesn't look great for Pickett. There's three interceptions, but one's a Hail Mary on the last play of the game, and the other two are balls that just go off guys' hands. Yeah, can someone make a play for him, please? All four interceptions today with the Steelers were because of wide receiver drops, even Trubisky's. One interception before he got dropped that uh, before he got benched at halftime. Which, by the way, he, the he was a total asshole after the game. What a passive aggressive prick he was after the game to the point where he even said we got to protect the ball better. Like threw a little shot in at Pickett and the way he played when he talked. I mean, he was not in a good mood. Like acting like he couldn't have seen it coming and that it was an unwarranted benching. Uh, Danny. He Pickett goes in, he's got balls, he makes plays, he gets let down by wide receivers, but they're supposed to have the best defense in the league and they haven't won a game since Watt went out and they let the Jets down double digits drive the length of the field twice for touchdowns. I mean, that is a massive story here. The Jets are like the most incompetent team in the league and they came down and went 65 yards and 70 yards on them like it was nothing. In the second half, that's a Mike Tomlin defense with all pros, dude. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Watt matters a ton. I thought Wilson looked pretty poised. Um, the f- five completions on that last drive, third down plays. Yeah, like I, I thought that he, I thought he looked pretty poised, and the arm talent 
jumps off the screen. Like we talked about it a little bit last week. Like there's you you could see. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply the makings of a guy there if it wasn't the like the stink of the jets and if he had people around him and if like he had been drafted by a good organization with a good coach you'd be like oh yeah that guy that guy's going to be a 10-year pro right like if he had kyle shanahan you'd be like of course of course that's going to work but with the jets it feels like it's 50 50 at best and pick it man uh i my experience with kenny pickett is dave wanstead who loves him and you who are just so over the top on social media that like, I don't know what is real and what is not. And so I had just been expecting him to kind of suck, to be honest with you. Um, because you don't yeah. trust Wani's evaluation of quarterbacks. Cause he's had Cause Eric he's Kramer had and guys like that. Yeah. yeah cause okay. He's, Cause he's never had the best one he ever had is Eric Kramer or Jay Fiedler. Yeah. Um, and so the guy had Moxie. Oh, he's got balls like you can't believe. Small hands, of course, but yeah, dude, huge you, balls. You, it was you could tell like that he was feeling the the crowd and the moment and the score and yep. like, the chance to be the hero. Like you, you could just you could tell. And so many rookies when they come in, and Fields is still doing it here. Like they need it to be perfect in order to let the ball go because they're afraid of making a mistake. Like you got to be college open and that doesn't really exist in the NFL. Dude, that guy throws the ball all over the field. And he's got that shit talker thing too, where he takes a hit and he gets up and he wants to give it back to the guy, which yeah, I absolutely I, love that. I, I like Kenny Pickett. <laughs> if he's good, he's going to be really fun to root for. I have no uh, idea if he's going to be good, but he, that guy's fun. How about Buffalo and Baltimore? Harbaugh went back to his fourth down thing, Danny, and it bit him again, just like last year. Right back to it. He said after the game it was analytics. He he thinks – can I tell you something about that? Because I haven't even looked it up. But I think Harbaugh's to the point now where he thinks, even if the math doesn't back it up, if he says analytics, there's like 40 to 50% of football fans that are going to back him no matter what. Well, did you hate the call? Yes. I did, as a matter of fact. See, I liked it because with four minutes left, do you think a field goal is going to be enough? I don't. I, but yeah, but here, here's my thing on it. I think that when that happens, I think, and, and they've done stu- they've done research on this. I think when you go up a field goal with that little time left, it's often that the opposing team plays for a field goal. That now, it's not, like, it's not that little time left. What's well, four minutes, dude? In the NFL, that's an eternity with Josh Allen on the other side. Sure, you know, I mean that 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 that's but an eternity. The and other thing is, you put the pressure on them. There's been all this talk about how they blow in close games. Their last twenty wins have by have been by double digits. They've lost seven in a row. You go up there, you put that back on them. Now, if you screw up. It's not just going to overtime. You're going to lose. I would have wanted to do that. I thought that that a huge part of the reason that you go for it in that spot is because the assumption is if you don't get it, you have them backed up with their ass against their own end zone, and they throw the pick, and they get the touchback. So it's the worst possible outcome for how it goes. Like That's a one out of 100 
type of result. So I still think the process there was sound if you're playing to to win the game. And Lamar should be just automatic in those type of spots. I mean, three plays from the two-yard line, it's shocking uh, that they don't get in. But you mentioned the close games thing, man. Buffalo, I mean, they were down 17. Yep. Like, it, if that was getting to them at all, like the thing that everyone was talking about on all of the national shows, can't win close games, are they not as good as everybody thought they were? That's a – if Baltimore's a top five team in the AFC and Bu- Buffalo's a top one or two team in the AFC and they just had their biggest comeback, I was reading for the Bills since 2011 as a franchise, and then they win a close game against Baltimore in that spot where they were down 17 – they got to be thinking to themselves, what do you got on us now? What's your what's your criticism now? You said we couldn't win a close game. You said we couldn't come back. You said we couldn't overcome adversity. Just came back from down 17 against Lamar Jackson. It took a weird situation, but they're not going to care about that. They're, football players just care about the results. Like that, yeah. To me, that was like the perfect outcome for Buffalo's psyche. And I think it's the opposite for Baltimore because Marcus Peters was doing Marcus Peters things after the game and looked like he wanted to yeah. fight John Harbaugh. And I just think that those defensive guys took it as a slap in the face to them. Like, oh, you don't trust us to go up a field goal and for us to get a stop? And there's a lot of, like, veteran, prideful guys. And plus, I don't care what anyone says. I think the human nature of going through that last year and losing all those games because of fourth down and two-point conversions, I think it took a toll on them. And it was deja vu for them today. So I get that. Baltimore had the ball for over 38 minutes and lost. Yeah, it was the opposite of the Bills Dolphins game from last week. Right. And by the way, like I I that was one I was wrong on. I I did not believe in the Baltimore secondary and I had the over uh in, in that game. I had the over at a bad number, too. Uh like cuz the weather came out. I, I was like, "Oh, 54 over." It went off at 50. And, yep. and all the unders uh came in. All right, you love Jacksonville, the world loves Philly. Were you impressed by either team today? I actually was. I, I, I think I think I was more impressed by Philly just because you get down two scores. It's a bad weather game. So in in essence, there's a I, I think naturally you wonder if that's gonna limit some of the things you can do in a game. Um you know, I also think that it's a week it, like I think this the fans there are excited. But I also think the situation with Peterson coming back kind of complicated things where Eagles fans are given the opposing coach a standing ovation before the game. So I I, I give Philadelphia credit for staying with the game and keeping their head screwed on straight. And really, after the first quarter, dominating the game and winning in more convincing fashion than probably this final score even indicated, Danny. Okay, so you and I are pretty aligned on this. Um, definitely not impressed with Jacksonville. Like, the world wants to make them something that they're not. They they were super aggressive this offseason. They have a future star at quarterback. They have a competent coach. And compared to most dysfunctional team in the league, they look relevant and competent. And they're in a really bad division. And they might win that division and they might even win 10 games, but they're still a very flawed team. And they just kept making unbelievably boneheaded mistakes and shooting themselves in the foot and dropping the ball and having no awareness of where the pass rush was coming from. Like this is a flawed, young, not a lot of experience playing together, not on the same page at times football team. Like they're exciting. I would like to, like, if I was a Jaguars fan, I would have hope. You know what I mean? Like, it's, they're, they're a cool watch, but they, they're not good yet. People want to make them good. Philly is very clearly good because they keep showing that they can win in different ways. Like, they can win with Jalen Hurts having an amazing game, or they can win with him having a really off passing game today. They can win by holding Minnesota to seven points or they can win shootouts. They can win games where they come from behind. Like they Jalen Hurts wasn't good throwing the ball today. They just ran it all over the place. You know, like Philly is proving to be a very diversified, resilient team. So 
I I was impressed with Philly a lot of because of the factors that you said that I don't need to rehash. But if you look at all of their wins, they're not all the same. And that to me is the sign of a good team where it's like they could win a high scoring game, a low scoring game, a quarterback led game, a defensive led game. So I I am impressed with Philly. Absolutely. Uh, you said that you had the over in the Detroit Seattle game. So does that mean you enjoyed watching it? Yeah. Did you like it? I don't want all of NFL games to be like this, but I want one or two games a Sunday to be like this. We're like, if you have red zone on as you like, cause you're watching the Steelers game and I'm watching the bears game is like our main game yeah. because of our, our day jobs. But then like your second screen is red zone. I like when hands, I can't do that. What do you I mean? end up getting too distracted and I, and I miss, I just end up wanting to watch Red Zone the entire time, and then I don't focus on the game that I need to watch. Like I had to basically change my whole watching because of the a like ADD situation. Oh no, that's that's you don't have that problem at all. If I have like six games going at once, I feel like I lose track of what's happening. I don't I don't retain all six. I get nothing. I. Uh, Nick Costos says it this way, so I'll steal his line. I feel like I plug into the Matrix at noon on Sunday. <laughs> like it's like my peak performance is Bears game, Red Zone, Twitter, and I am just like my eyes are just going a million miles a minute. And do you get the space to do that? Like Stephanie takes the kids and you're like in your little bunkered area and you're like off the grid by yourself from to, to 11 a.m. Today was to a like, little complicated. Okay. Uh, but nine times out of ten, especially during a Bears game for sure, yes. It is It is basically uninterrupted. This is how daddy pays the bills type of time. But uh, – I like that. I like when there's a game where on red zone, they're like, we got to go back. <laughs> like, like at the start of the day, no one cared at all about that game. But by the third quarter, everyone's like, holy shit, Hanson's going back to Seattle, Detroit. Like, I like that there's a Big 12 style NFL game once or twice a week. And the Lions, we'll see how it goes next week against New England because New England's an under team and Detroit's an over team. So we'll see like Styles making fights uh, if that'll be high scoring. But uh, yeah, I I love that. I, I want especially with bad teams because like I I want a reason to care about those teams. And so yeah, I thought I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I look, I I, I think the same thing in, in in terms or as far as like if that were the Ra the Rams and Chiefs like a few years ago, it gets dubbed like game of the century. But because we just assume these two teams suck, it's like oh it was bad defense and like no one gets credit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's entertaining. And, right. And uh, Amon Rob Brown was out, right? And DeAndre Swift. Well, that's actually the one the one football point that actually I think you can take moving forward that would be concerning for the Lions is like you scored enough points to win with your stars out and you gave up a 50-burger to fucking Geno Smith and Rashad Penny. I mean, that's like that's not – like this whole – Dan Campbell, we're going to be tough to play against. We're going to make you earn everything. Where did that go today with a backup quarterback in your building? Did you see this stat on Geno Smith? Because I've been thinking about him since he said, you know, that awesome line, they, they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. The Seahawks put this out. He has a 77.3% completion percentage. He's 102 of 132 pass attempts through his first four games this season. That's the highest completion percentage with a minimum of 125 attempts by a quarterback in his first four games of a season in NFL history. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. I know, dude. Is completing 77% of his passes in the NFL. Well, that's why I would take that stat and go to like the league office and say, we need to stop putting in so many rules that favor offensive play. Cause look at this. How is this guy doing that? But then again, you flip it and it's like Brady hasn't done shit yet. That's what I'm saying. It's been an under year. This is right. not, this is like, it's like, it's like Aaron judge hitting home runs in a dead ball period. <laughs> like 
it's it's more impressive because the rest of the league is struggling offensively. Geno Smith is carving up the NFL, dude. He's carving up the league. Like what we have to give him credit at some point. He's carving up the league. He's better than Russell Wilson. It's insane. You don't actually believe that. I I don't. But through four games, you have to believe yep. it. He would would Russ in Seattle be doing what Gino is doing? In no, Seattle? I don't think so. Okay. Well, then why is he better? Because we just assume that a journeyman quarterback can't have the light bulb go on after he failed spectacularly in New York. That's okay. why. But but we also agree that if. Gino or if Russ was in the same spot that Gino's in, he wouldn't be doing what Gino's in. That that kind of means that he's better. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a at some point it's going to become a huge national story, even though they're not going to win anything. But like Gino Smith is balling this year. Um, did you watch all of Saints Vikings? Like, did you start your day in London? And should we be allowed to bet these games? Because that game was weird from the beginning. Well, where did you get the game? Because I I got it at three and a half. So I, I, I found a winner with the Saints today. But I don't okay. think a lot of people had the same luck. There was a lot of line movement change there because of the Saints injuries with Kamara and Thomas both being inactive. Yeah, and so, some, of the, some of the contests locked it, you know, two, two and a half. Um, and then you could, you could get four and a half. Yeah. This morning. So. so to so to answer your question, I knew I wanted to watch the Bucks Chiefs game. I knew that I wanted to watch three hours of Sunday night football. So I did not lock in from nine thirty Eastern time today. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't feel like it. I watched it. I, I I watched the second half. I watched the end of the game, but it was not one where I felt like I needed to be there from the very first second. I mean, look for Minnesota. These teams stink, dude. They, well, but you, you but the but right the Vikings team. are going to tease because you watch Justin Jefferson have a game like he did today, and it gives you hope that they can you know win ten games and maybe do something in the playoffs. But I O'Connell might not know what he's doing. Though. I'm also like saying this through like I'm stuttering my way through this because I don't know what to fucking say about Minnesota. They're honestly the team that I have like the most devil on one shoulder and angel on the other shoulder in the entire NFL by far, because some I'll watch them one week and I'll think, you know what? The watered down NFC, they could win three or four games in a row against those teams in January. But then I watched Kirk cousin throw one interception today and I'm like, what's wrong with me? I don't know anything. Like I can't, I think they're going to kick the shit out of the bears next week. I think that they are just going to destroy the Bears. Um, well, that would put them at three and zero in the division, right? Yeah, in division games. Yeah, and they're three and one right now. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Like O'Connell doesn't seem to know what he's doing game management wise. Kirk Cousins will always Kirk Cousins all over himself. Olave looks great. Uh, yeah, but like, you said it though. The bar to clear in the NFC isn't very high. It's not. It's not. But the game the game was just it was drunk and dumb and like and we get another one next week. We get, do you we have get any interest in going back. over there? Like, does does England and doing like the fish and chips and the double decker bus and like going to? I've been to London oh. three times. Oh, I didn't even know that. Of course it is. What do you mean? Who who isn't interested in going to Europe? Well, I'm saying there's other places in Europe. Would you put London near the top of your list of, of places to go or cities oh, to see? I, no, no. Like I enjoyed Italy more. I enjoyed Spain more. Um, but but you love history, dude. Have you never been to London? No. Oh my god, Pony. Uh go to London, like do a Europe trip, fly into London, do a two days. You've got to go to uh Churchill's bunkers. It's the second coolest museum I've ever been to. Um, and I don't need to like take drugs to fly anymore. I've conquered that phobia. Good for so, you. Yeah. What, yeah. Top five least favorite flight of my life was flying with you to Vegas. Uh, okay, how about the Titans and Colts? The friggin' the zombie Titans team that we kill or write off or bury six feet under every week goes to Indy, plays another same thing as last week. They play one great half of football, and then they just try to ride that out until the end. 
and it worked again. And Henry looked good, went over 100 yards. And their record in division games is insane since like the start of 2020. They don't lose to AFC South teams. Yeah, well, that helps, I suppose, because the AFC South sucks. And we've been they're 11 and two against them in the last three years. Well, we've been saying it for weeks, like I think literally for since week one. If if you want to bet a team to win the South that isn't the Colts, do it now. And it finally happened. It took all of four weeks. The Colts are now the third favorite in the AFC South. They stink. They should be ashamed of themselves. But Reich's teams always get off to rotten starts, man. Even when luck was there. But, like, explain what's happening here. Like, I, I know they were injured, right? Like, the we could go through it. The first week against Houston, they had 500 yards of offense and somehow tied the Texans. And today's the first game that Leonard plays. And gets hurt and leaves. Right. Pittman had been hurt, but now he's back. Dude, Matt Ryan, I know you keep saying we got to give him more time. He is a statue. Eight fumbles already. He doesn't move. Like, but that offensive line is supposed to protect him. Yeah, and, I'm more concerned about the line. To be great. Like, what, what is going on? I'm more concerned that, like, even Taylor's numbers are pathetic. I know, like, he's – if you look up rushing yards, you still see his name on the first, you know, page or the top ten. Yeah. But there's, like, no dynamic plays no, from him. No, it's quantity. It's – yeah, it's quantity. I, I don't know. I, I I I can't bet the Titans. I think people are giving it to the Jags too early, but the Colts suck. So can can we just give away the AFC South automatic berth? That, no, and I'm also it. not. And I'm uh, even though I started the year on Jacksonville, I I would now bet the Colts probably to win the division. I would actually do that. Buy buy low on Indy. Yeah, yeah, dude, you're 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 betting on a corpse of a quarterback. He is a mummy. He doesn't move. He looked team. like one last year and won seven games in Atlanta, and he should have better players around him now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but he's a year older and he's more mummified. I don't know. It's, it's they a, ha- they're on the hook for him next year with a cap hit of around like forty million. So, good yeah. luck moving that one. Yeah. Um. All right. The team that I cover and root for versus the team that you root for: Bears, Giants. Giants are three and one pony. Bill Parcells used to say, "You are what your record says you are." Giants putting that to the test right now. They do not look like a three and one football team. What do we know the genesis of Parcells saying that? Did he have a shitty team that had a decent record and he just wanted to get that quote out there and he just hoped that then people like you and I would remember it like 20 years later? It's such a good quote. But it's really not that it, – it's an obvious statement. It's, a, it's, it's evident. I know, it's self-evident. But if, you, but if you were like, you are what your record says you are, John Fox, no one would give a shit. But like you are what your record says you are, Bill Parcells. Oh, okay, put him in the Hall of Fame. Just makes him sound. Smart. Yeah, it's just not. It's not that profound. It just means more when you have two wings. Yeah. yeah. Um. Man, th- this is a situation where I think because there's been so much losing in New York with both football teams that even though it looks like it's fraudulent, because it's new and there's a coach that you want to believe in. I think that there's probably um, a, a level of positivity to their start that you wouldn't see and more cynical. I know New York might have a reputation for being a cynical place, but I just think they're so desperate for halfway decent football that they don't care how they got to this point, three and one. Like they know that probably the bottom is going to fall out, but it's like, look, we have a coach who finally seems like he has a kind of a handle on how to win and how to do things. So it's more than I can say for what's going on here, man. Like both quarterbacks for the giants got hurt. The giants were forced to run the wildcat for a stretch of plays and the bears Bears couldn't stop them (laughs) in the first half. They literally ran like nine fucking bootlegs with Daniel Jones and it didn't get corrected until halftime. I was like, you can make an adjustment in game. Like it's it's allowed because they came out in the third quarter and Moose Johnson couldn't stop talking about it. He's like, "Oh, they're 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 containing the edge and guarding the bootleg." 
way differently to start the third quarter than they did at the beginning of the game. How about do it during the game? And then this goddamn team doesn't trust Justin Fields to do anything. And he hasn't really earned their trust, but they're they're so conservative with their play calls and when they run the ball and when they punt the ball. It's like, can we can we let Justin Fields sink or swim, please? Because he he actually looked better this week. And that is the lowest bar ever because he was the worst quarterback in football through three games. But I, I don't understand how you're going to go through I, I assume this is going to be the plan for the whole year. I don't know. Maybe they'll they'll adjust it. But like they're not getting a full evaluation of what Justin Fields can do. They're sending the guy out there in handcuffs. I don't think they want to. I mean, I'm away. I, I'm I'm not in the fishbowl like you are. But I just wonder sometimes when a new coach and a new general manager inherit other people's players. I think they show you through their actions how they really feel about the guy. And I think the fact that they've got such a watered-down, neutered quarterback who's supposed to be a big-play, dual-threat guy, and they're just trying to win games 13-10, goes to show you that they don't think that he's really the answer, which is which is disconcerting because you traded a first-round pick. Yeah, and, and to your him. point, they didn't trade the first-round pick, but like, yeah. but he's here. Right, and they're pot-committed to him. But you also have a coach who I think, like these coaches know – that it's their back to parcels, you know, they get hired and fired based on their record. And I just think Eberflus looks at it kind of in a short-sighted way. I've got to do whatever I can to win games. And even if that's not in the best long-term development or best, uh, you know, best plans for fields, so be it. Cause I don't think he's sold on the guy. I mean, he he's not sold on the guy, but I don't know how you could be sold on the guy in either direction. Like, Fine, move on from him at the end of the year if you want to. Because yeah, cut him loose now. But but what my point is is like Trevor Simeon's the backup. You didn't have a first round pick, he, so he's your guy for this year. Yeah, you, you may as well do everything you can to find out what you have this year. It makes no. I, may, maybe once they're out of it in contention. They'll start opening things up in the second half. I know the pass protection is terrible, but dude, it's it's a tough, tough watch. Um, Cowboys Commanders. We buried them at the DAC news, but we had we were on the air when the DAC news got reported as being closer to eight weeks. Now we might play against the Rams, and they keep winning uh, with Cooper Rush. They got Gallup back. Ceedee Lamb looked awesome. I know it's Washington, but like. Do we need to firmly say right now that the Cowboys are alive and contenders in the NFC? Well, because what their defense has done. Right. So, yeah. So, I think going back to your your overall theme that the NFC is not a very deep conference and there's not a lot of good teams, There, if we're ranking units, uh, 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 you know, all 32 units in the NFC – every team's offense and every team's defense, Dallas's defense would probably be one right now after watching Tampa after what, right? Maybe um, the Eagles offense. Yeah. It was, I, I, mean, I mean, I was, that was, that was where I was going. That's yeah. the other one. I mean, they're, they're yeah. right up there with them. Yeah. So, you know, now you're going to get Gallup back. Their offensive line is still, I think going to be a major question mark moving forward, but they weathered the storm. They didn't beat, particularly good teams, but Cincinnati's won two in a row since they lost to the Cowboys. The Giants are three and one. Um, I I have to give them credit. I mean, it, it'll, well, it, they're going to have really, I think a litmus test game against the Rams. That's going to be a barometer for whether or not anything that we've seen over the last few weeks is real or not, but at least they got to this point, Danny. Yeah. That, credit I, to them. I feel the same way. Like the, the, Lawrence and Parsons can just win games. Yep. Right? Just it, it's as simple as that. Those two guys can win games. And so then if you get Dak back and you're in a weak NFC and yeah, Philly looks really good, but beat beat Philly, you know, obviously it's possible. Um I think that they 
I wouldn't give them as good a chance as anyone right now. Like I wouldn't put them on Philly and Green Bay's level yet, but have Dak come back and have Gallup be what they thought he was. And all of a sudden you do have some explosiveness in your passing offense. And if you stay relatively healthy and get some turnover luck, yeah, they they are alive and viable and not just going to be talked about because they're quote unquote America's team. Like they, they, they've got a lot going for them. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, AFC West. <laughs> this fucking division. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just so disappointed. Uh, anything that the Raiders do here now? Can, can, they, can they salvage their season? Well, they got to find a way. They got to find a way to get ahead of the Chargers. Is how I see that, you know, because I don't think you really need to come up with a long-winded, very uh, creative argument to see them finishing ahead of the Broncos. I think that that seems very manageable, even at one and three, that they'll get there. It's getting ahead of L.A. And getting into a spot where you feel like you're in second place and all but assured shot a, a chance of making the playoffs. That's the big test for them. And they've already lost to them. So that's really what it comes down to. You just continue to bank on the fact that the Chargers lose the war of attrition with their injuries. And that as the season goes on, Carr gets more and more comfortable playing with Adams. And today, Crosby had two sacks on defense. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think they will. They started 0-3. Teams that start 0-3 don't make the playoffs. But, you know, if Herbert's ribs, you know, if he takes one bad hit and he's lost for two months or for the season, Danny, well, then they become, I think, a contender again. But it's going to take, because the Chiefs are in, it's going to take the Chargers, I think, falling apart for them to become a playoff team. Yeah, man. Like, I still think the Chargers are going to be fine, but the AFC West might have one playoff team, which is... Insane. And I would have loved to have found a prop on that before the season started. That's what I'm saying. It, <laughs> it, it is it is in play that the AFC West gets one playoff team based on some of the competency we're seeing elsewhere uh, in the conference. And we knew it was the better conference. But to, to Denver, I at least thought that Denver's defense was good. Josh Jacobs did whatever he wanted to him. And and Carl seems pretty damn comfortable with Devontae Adams. The guy's got a touchdown in every game this year. He yep. had nine catches. He threw it to him 13 times. Like they seem to, the, the yardage has not been there every game, but the the red zone production ha- has been. So I I think the Raiders are gonna be one of those teams that you're gonna see them on the schedule and you're gonna be like, this team should be much better than they are because they have star power. And so, like, when they put together an A game, they'll probably come up and, you know, I think they've got the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, would it be the most shocking thing in the world if they sniped them in, in that spot? Like, I, I think I think that their best game, if they can put it together, is probably a pretty high level of football. But I don't think that their, you know, I don't their, their pass protection isn't good. But Denver just got run on today. So Denver stinks. And I don't think Vegas is very good. And the Chargers are so injured that I'm just, I'm very disappointed with where we are in that division. Do you think after watching the Cardinals go to Carolina and win today that Matt Rule pulls the plug on Mayfield and we see Sam Darnold next week? I mean, he was asked about it post game. He said he doesn't know anything until he watches the film. I would have liked him to just stop at, I don't know anything. anything. (laughs) 
because that guy is overmatched. Um, I, I guess I would, but if Darnold's worse than Baker, then both of them are going to be out of the NFL. Dude, Baker Mayfield doesn't look like an NFL player. He doesn't look like a top 60 quarterback in football. Yeah, DJ Moore made some comments about him earlier in the week that, you know, he Baker had five can't... passes batted at the line of scrimmage today. Yeah, one of them was by JJ Watt, who apparently almost died earlier in the week. What a weird tweet. Why was he so offended that that information got out there? I'm confused by that whole thing. Well, like, I get that it's like private medical information, but who's going to scoop it who leaked it and just to like to end that tweet with that's it like seems to minimize a cardiovascular event yeah and not was, a big deal they had to shock my heart back into rhythm yeah, yeah. <laughs> i read that and i'm like wait whoa what like I, I felt like that should have had like the prayer hands emojis or like you know or like blessed or thankful or like you know so some sort of like degree of gratitude. At I the mean, end what are the like, odds? That's it. What are the odds that Matt Rule pulls a Bobby Petrino and is somebody's college football head coach before the NFL season is over? I think it's greater than zero percent. He'd be given. I mean, I guess college coaches make more money. Like if Mel Tucker can get ninety-five million dollars to coach Michigan State football when he was seventeen, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Those are colleges. Yeah, I mean, he he was very successful at Baylor, and he conned an NFL owner into giving him a six-year contract when he had proven nothing in the NFL. He has got four years and $32 million left on his deal. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But why you would take you that be- in addition to the $80 million that Nebraska is going to give you, and <laughs> you can buy an island somewhere. Like, why go recruit? What, what, why, why, what, I just, just take your NFL money. What, why? I mean, maybe if someone wants to give you 20 million a year, I guess, but no, I think that, I think he's going to get fired though. And then he will go do it. But I don't, I don't think he's leaving voluntarily with $32 million of NFL guaranteed money left on the table. Do we feel better or worse about the chargers after today? I, I guess if I had to a little better. Like, but I'm pretty much the same. I think the Chargers, if healthy, are awesome. And they're not healthy, so they're vulnerable. But Herbert, Herbert's a bad dude, man. Like, that guy is tough as hell. He's got noticeable pain, doesn't have his two best offensive linemen, doesn't have his rece- his you know security blanket receiver, and it's just chucking the ball all over the field. How many pass attempts did he finish with? Wasn't it 40 plus? He had a bunch. I know Eckler had a gigantic bounce back game and 39. Yeah. 39 pass attempts, 340. Well, that's yards, because the Texans The Texans are this year's Lions. They're a team that gets moral victory awards after every game. Man, they're so competitive. They never give up. They play hard but they always lose. And that happened again today with them where they were down three with like 10 minutes left. And then the chargers had a long drive that culminated in a touchdown. I don't think there's a great player in one of the four major. Well, I'm not going to throw hockey in there for you. I don't know if there's a great player in one of the three major sports that I know less about than Herbert. I read Mina Kimes is, yeah, and, and the whole point of it was, like, this guy has no personality and keeps to himself. That was the whole story. <laughs> yeah. Like, at least with Mike Trout, we know that he's, like, a weird Philly sports fan and wants to go to Eagles games. And loves the weather. And, like, and yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, we know. I mean, he's not a dynamic personality, but we do know a little bit about him. Herbert's just, you're, like you said, he's just, he makes a throw or two that are on the level of like Mahomes and Rogers every week. He's fucking awesome. And in complete like anonymity. Well, and you, you remember that like the scouting thing on him was that like some teams didn't like him, like the leadership because they didn't understand 
like the quietness or whatever. But then all of his teammates were like, no, we love that dude because he's just all about ball, no drama, works his ass off, and clearly tough as hell. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, I I love watching him play football. I don't need to be friends with him or like go out drinking with him. I I just love watching him play football. I just man, th- I told you this last week. I I respect the hell out of how they built their roster, and I think that if they were in any fan base or any city that had a real fan base, people would be talking about them as like the coolest I, team they've had. I I think he's a handsome Andrew Luck without like the genius level IQ away from football. Yeah. Yeah, but I just I, I hope we don't get I hope it's not one of these things where like we get robbed of ever seeing him have a full cast of characters around him. Like I wanna I wanna see him with a healthy team. So we're saving a last place team for the end here. The Falcons are tech or a first place team. The tech the Falcons are in first place. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Falcons Falcons are in first place. In in the NFC South, did their coach like shove it back in the media's face there after they won today? Remember how pissed he got after they lost to the Saints? Yeah, I do remember that. Um, I don't know. I don't understand how they won today's football game. Like every time I w- watched the game or like checked in on the the game cast, like where like you know you just go to like the the page on NFL.com or ESPN.com that shows like where who has the ball and where they are on the field. Yeah. Every time I looked at that game, Cleveland was inside the five yard line, and they were either like turning it over or field goals. Or- well, they went for it early in the game and they didn't get it. Right, I know they had three trips inside the five in the first half and came away with ten points. Yeah, and like, they. What are you doing? Atlanta? Atlanta somehow rushed for a ton of yards, and Patterson didn't do anything. He got hurt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Atlanta is really good at all I think they're yeah but we thought they were going to be like three and 14 bad this year I know I know I know but and so but you said it last week and it was it's a good point like when they get Ridley back with Pitts and London it's a good spot for a top quarterback prospect what if they don't get a top quarterback prospect they're fucking it up well that's one of the things that was a theme from our preview shows like these teams that look like they're built to tank, Geno Smith, Mariota, and I'll even throw Davis Mills in there. Those guys have not been awful. No. The three quarterbacks who we all assume will be back on their ass after the season have all played way above their heads. And their teams aren't bad. I mean, Houston hasn't won, but the other two guys, their teams are playing well. Yeah. Geno Smith and Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Uh and Cleveland's gotta feel like they should be 4-0 right now. Exactly. They've had a fourth quarter lead in every game. Yep. They've got to be thinking that, holy shit, we could be in a situation where we'd be getting a top five quarterback back in the NFL into a team that would already be in the playoffs without him. Now, obviously, it's still super early. They can still make the playoffs. And they but... haven't played a good team yet. They've no, not played a good I, team. I, I... So they're, The Chargers are going to be a, an interesting game for them because we'll finally see if We'll finally see how they look against a team that has playoff talent. Yeah. The Browns can run on anybody, man. Robert Mays said, like, I think that there's not a better player to scheme fit than Chubb to how the Browns run yeah. the football. And it's so true. Like, I feel like he, he'll he'll run for 140 yards on the Chargers. Uh, they, they might get they might get blown out, but I don't think that there's a team that's taking him out of the game. Monday night, do you? I know it ended in the NFC Championship game, but do you put any stock in the Niners' mastery over the Rams that Shanahan just has McVay's number? No, no. Okay. I mean, I think they're both like I I think McVay is a great game planner and bad in game coach, which is weird, um, but. I think like when you say it ended in the NFC Championship game, that kind of matters. Like it's you know what I mean. It's not, it's not like they're going to be like, oh god, we just can't beat this team in October. We could beat them in January, yeah, but we we can't beat them in October. So no, but I think I think it's a great Monday night matchup. I think it's a I think it's a must see game, and we get the Manning cast again, which is awesome. Which why don't they do every game? 
because they just because they make their own schedule. They don't care. Basically. Yeah, they don't want to work like the Monday of Thanksgiving. They probably get invited to like Augusta regularly. Peyton might be a member at Augusta for all we know. Like you know, they just they got they got things to do. Like I think I, I wouldn't work every week if I were them. Well, if the Rams win, I think they get elevated to second or third in the NFC behind the behind the Eagles if they win. Given what happened to Green Bay, the overtime situation, and then Tampa getting thumped. But, you know, I could probably say the same thing about the Niners if they win the game. Now, they've got two bad losses. They went to Chicago and Denver and lost. But it's an opportunity for them to get their first big, their first real win with Garoppolo back in. Yeah, I mean, it's a great game. It's a great, but both of these teams have Super Bowl aspirations. The, the Rams probably think, hey, man, we until you take it from us, like we're the champs, lost to Buffalo in a terrible spot to open the season. And other than that, they assume that they're fine. So, yep. yeah, I think I think it's a great game, and I think both those teams uh, could make noise. Playoffs come the end. But, uh, all right, we went almost an hour here. That's, all right, dude. That's too long. Thanks to great shit, man. Our producer, talk to you on Thursday. Subscribe, rate, review. Share this show with your friends. Every game, every team, every episode. First and five. Peace. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 